Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, we're back to this kind of game. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is happening with this? Why is it floating? Oh, uh, my spoon's popped out. <laughs> the fuck? Theme song. <laughs> What's your excuse? <sighs> Hello. Hi. How do we start this? <laughs> and welcome <laughs> to What's Your Excuse? <laughs> the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Caitlin. And this is a podcast where we talk about all the weirdo things that make us weird and fucked up. Anyways, how was your week? <clears throat> uh, or two. Two weeks. It was fine. Uh, started back at school. Woohoo! Yep. Fun um, to be back? Yeah. I mean, it's exhausting. Yeah. Very. Because yeah, uh, you're studying today. Yeah. In market, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was doing homework. I looked um, over and said, what the fuck is she doing? Homework. Hey. It's always homework now. Yeah. Um, And then... That's mostly... Started school. I did a bleach cap on my head. I cotton candy. What else did I do? Jesus, it's been two fucking weeks. Oh, that's what I was gonna tell you. The other day I went to bed when Ryan did, like at nine thirty on Thursday night. And uh so at three thirty, whenever he got up to go to work, my body was like, You've slept enough, just wake up. And so I did. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Rough, huh? And uh yeah, well, I didn't go back to bed because I had to go to school. Mm. I had to be at school at 8. And so, you know, I have to take George on his walk. I have to. I like to go get my coffee. I did get my coffee at like 5 a.m. that morning. Wow. Uh, I yeah. would be shocked if I saw you walk in mm-hmm. at that time. And uh, then went to school for four, three hours. Or no, four hours, 8 to noon. And uh, got a haircut that day. And then came home and passed the fuck out until 5 o'clock. There you go. Yeah. I was like, I'm fucking tired. I can't do this. 5 p.m.? Yeah. Okay. Uh And then... uh, Sorry. No, you're good. That's pretty much it. I mean... Yeah, that's it. 
You went to Chewy's. Yeah, we went to Chewy's yesterday for Caitlin's birthday. Woo-hoo. Yay! Yay! Twenty-seven. Um, that's a year. That is. <laughs> that's a year. And yeah, that's actually it. Yeah. Oh, how was your week or two weeks? <laughs> we can just talk about the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a <clears throat> not a great two weeks for me. But yeah. that's fine. I feel like I'm numb enough to it now that I can just say whatever the fuck I want. Great. I don't know. Buried my dog. That was sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died of tummy cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, uh, yeah, he just, he stood up, <clears throat> had a seizure, mm-hmm. and sat down and went to sleep. Yeah. So, and then I went home to help bury him, and my mom and brother we're so fucking slow at digging a hole. God, it took them forever. Why wasn't this dug already? I know. And then then I made a joke. I said, call me goddamn Shia LaBeouf. And I said, we're digging holes, not beating women. But uh, Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. I was proud of that joke. Um, but yeah, uh, so that was sad. Yeah. And stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I did uh, some other life-changing things that I won't really discuss here. Yeah. Which is fair. fine. Um, but I'm single again. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to stay that way. Song. Longer, longer. Um, like that. Um, but, yeah, then it was also my birthday. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, it was a weird year to have a birthday. You'll experience it next week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Weird year. Um, but it, uh, I was hesitant to do too much. Mm-hmm. And so um, we, yeah, you and I and Ryan mm-hmm. and then Chris, the girl, my old roommate, and Patrick, my brother, went to Chewy's for lunch. And that was pretty fun. <laughs> Except and for when I almost fell. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Oh, it's not funny. It's kind of funny. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's absolutely funny. I'm that person. Like when I fall, I don't want anyone to be like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" I just want to be like, "Can we laugh?" Let's. It's funny already. <laughs> laugh about it now. Just laugh now, so I don't cry. Yeah. And yeah. Ryan tells people he's like, "Don't." Her face gets red. She's like a baby. If you overreact, she will feed off react of your reaction. Too. Yeah. And he told one person like once I fell, and they were like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And he was like, "Her face is getting red. Stop." Mm. He knows. I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. But yeah, so we did that. And then I went to one day and got drinks afterwards um, with just a few friends so, because they have a big old patio. And so it felt like we could all sit very far apart from each other and it felt pretty okay. Um, and so, yeah, a few, few friends came out to that and it's... Um, that's pretty much it. I got dinner with my brother and um, someone else, and <laughs> and it was good pizza. So good. I'm glad that the pizza was there. Yeah, and your brother and my brother, and so that was a fun time. <laughs> um, and yeah, today we had a market and. I'm tired. I'm so tired. Yeah, me too. I want to take a nap. Let's like, get to these stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyways, today we're going to talk about um, Ouija boards mm-hmm. and why you probably shouldn't fuck with them unless you know what you're doing. Um, so we each have some stories, but I was going to talk a little bit about some of the rules mm-hmm. behind using a Ouija board. 
So I probably should have had this like maybe like pulled up or something. Okay. <laughs> Beforehand. Here we go. Okay. Um, so I ha- I've used a Ouija board on multiple occasions. I do always try. Now, when I was younger, I don't think I did all this. Um, but now that I've become more aware, I do try to <laughs> sorry. Uh, make sure that I follow <clears throat> most, if not all, of these rules. Um, because with a Ouija board, I mean, yes, it is a piece of cardboard. So, like, that's why when people are like, I'm afraid of Ouija boards, like, they're, they, they in and of themselves are not going to, like, conjure the devil. Right. You have to sit there and mess with them. Um, and, however, when you don't respect it and you don't respect, like, the spirit realm and you're going in there like, this is a bunch of fucking bullshit. Yeah, that's when shit can go really wrong. Um, so, there's a few rules that you should follow whenever you go, I think I want to use a Ouija board. Um, and one of the, the main one that I know is you must close the board after the use. Mm-hmm. This is the second one in this list. Um, but you have to, have to, have to say goodbye. Like you have to, the planchette has to be moved to goodbye. Mm-hmm. So like... For those of you who don't know, I mean, most everyone probably has messed Seen with a Ouija one. board at some point in their life. Yeah. Um, whenever you're using a Ouija board, you typically put about like two fingers on it and it is supposed to just like barely be touching it. So mm-hmm. that way you are not influencing the planchette in any mm-hmm. way. Um, however, when you are closing it out, you physically take the planchette and you move it to goodbye. Yeah. So that way you have said no. Yeah. the fuck back. We're done here. Have, they will. Step back, Satan. Step back, Satan. That's right. <clears throat> Step off. And, um, oh. um, yeah, so you have to move it to that. So that way they will not then just be like, what up? Mm-hmm. In your life all the time, you know? Um, this one is a rule I've not ever really heard, but it's number one on the list. So I guess. All right. Uh, it says never use the Ouija board alone. And, um, I have no clue why it says that, but it just does because the thing that they listed was kind of garbage. Oh. Um, <laughs> it says the Ouija board must be disposed of properly. I think that if you want. Oh, you thought. Oh, yes, you didn't see her come in. <laughs> so you thought there was a ghost. No, I just was like, who the fuck is in here? <laughs> and someone entered. Um. <clears throat> But, so it says, otherwise it can come back to haunt the owner. I personally believe that if you're respecting the Ouija board and you close it out and you're not sitting there trying to tempt or contact too many spirits and, like, you understand, like, the warning signs that disposing of it isn't necessary until, until, yeah. Mm -hmm. If you've contacted an evil spirit and you are starting to notice things in your life, even if you did close it properly, then, yeah, maybe you need to get rid of it. Um, and then it says never use the Ouija board in your home. So go to your friend's house yeah, and get them use haunted. it in their home. <laughs> That's pretty much what that means. Um, and then it also says never use the Ouija board when you are ill or in a dip, like just essentially if you're not in a great state, mm-hmm. which just makes sense. I mean, for any sort of paranormal yeah. thing, like maybe don't start digging into stuff if yeah. you are not ready to. Um, like the stuff can go wrong. A lot of demons and demonic entities will prey on 
like mental instability and yeah. especially on depression and they will feed on it, feed on it, feed on it until yeah. it drains like you and then it becomes a prominent part of your life. Mm-hmm. So if you're not in a great headspace and then you go and mess with that, it's you are just like a easy target on the mm-hmm. back and it can not work out great for you. Or it could do wonders. Yeah. that There's this one little meme, little meme that I like. Um, huh. I just thought of the time that my dad said, mem, <laughs> in conversation a lot. And I God. said, you mean meme? <laughs> um, anyway, sorry, dad, love you. Um, <laughs> but I forgot what I was saying, so. Great. <laughs> there was a meme about demons oh, doing wonders yes. for your life. That's right. It's like when the demon comes to possess your unfit soul, but you end up having a lot in common. Or, and then there's another one where it's like, demon could take a hold of you and you just become a passenger in your own body it's like sign me up yeah (laughs) because this sucks (laughs) so please come take over me (laughs) but also don't i don't really want to be possessed right now no it's not like i feel like that would just make my week a little worse yeah you know it probably wouldn't be ideal nah anyways um so do you want to tell your story First, oh. and then I can go into the little story that I found. I thought there were more rules. Oh, no, that's all. The, I mean, there's not a lot of rules. It's just mainly respect the board, respect the spirits. You're not supposed to ask how you died. Like, you're not supposed to ask, mm. like, how did you die? Um, because, hey, that's fucking rude. <laughs> um, but. 100% I would ask that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is most people do. Yeah. And then that is how. A lot of the times, it, that's when it can open it up to a darker entity. Yeah. Which is what the main. Yes. Who you researched. We are. I'm going to be talking about Zozo. So, he, I thought you were laughing. You were I, just burping. I burped. Um, so yeah, Zozo's no laughing matter. Here's the only thing that I knew previously about Zozo is it's the fourth Led Zeppelin album. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> like straight up. I was like, oh, Zozo, great. Uh, that's it. That's yeah, all no, I knew. Zozo's a, wow, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and that's really what I There's a lot to be found on Zozo. That's why I was, was like. The Zozo Demon's Bizarre Connections to Ouija, Led Zeppelin, and the Slender Man. Slendy. Mm, so, um, basically, I'm, gonna st- I'm just going to kind of paraphrase this article. It's from Thrillist. Um, it says this happens all the time, says Darren Evans, a bystander joining the paranormal investigations team of Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures. <laughs> the target is Trash. Zozo, an ancient demon who makes his presence known by rapping on walls and moving objects and might be doing so in an empty hallway upstairs. Evans isn't rattled by the sound. He's used to his house making strange noises. For years, he claims that Zozo has stalked, harassed, and tormented his family. He even claims to have been possessed by Zozo, who is an ancient supernatural presence who has wormed his way through history, wreaking havoc on participants since the pre-biblical days. Evans is a self-proclaimed Zozologist. No, <laughs> I would think there would need to be a second O so that it's like Zozoologist. 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 Um, but it's just Z-O-Z-O-L-O-G-I-S-T. Zozoologist. Sorry, I was gonna. I was gonna sing it to the tune of 
Ashley Simpson's L O L O L O L O V E. Here's the hard part for me is that like there's not like not that I don't believe in it, but like there's not a science, like an actual like proven science to it to say to say zozoologist. Zoologist implies that you are a scientist of that field. Yeah. It yeah, there's I mean I guess some it's different just names the study I'd pick of, for it. I guess it's also just like the study of because like cosmetologist, I'm not a scientist. That's true. I mean I do have to take a lot of science classes, but whatever, I guess. Um maybe he had to take a lot to talk to Zozo. Uh there's a minimum of thirty six hours of Ouija boards that you have to do <laughs> to become a certified zozologist. You have to like sit there in like nightmare before Christmas, you know, like when Jack's like dissecting all the Christmas things. Yeah. It's just you're dissecting Ouija boards. <laughs> you just got a saw. <laughs> Count the rings. How old was this tree <laughs> that the Ouija board was made out of? Wait, it's um, just corrugated cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> um he regularly tells his stories at paranormal conventions on supernatural themed podcasts and across 236 pages in a recent book. Who's this? I'm sorry. Darren Evans. Darren. I don't know him. So, uh, for this, this boy, television acting appearance. like he's goddamn Wolverine out here. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Uh, for this television appearance, he's leading a team into the darkness, into the unknown. Zozo's origin story is riddled with supposition, fabrication, and a hive mind belief system that keeps his power alive and thriving, despite giant gaps in its history. But since 2009, Zozo has been a popular internet fixture, so notorious that he's inspired feature films, books, podcasts, and been the focus of entire episodes of both the aforementioned Ghost Adventures and Paranormal Witness. You did a great job on <laughs> your composure. I was spoonerine. Uh, That's not a thing. It's a, a terrible U- name. <laughs> a YouTube search of Zozo Demon turns up more than 80,000 results with videos ranging from emotional personal encounters. <laughs> Do we need to take the silverware away from both of you? No. I was just joining in because he did. <laughs> Jacob? Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. I can hear myself. <laughs> you better get used to that, bud. He's starting a podcast. Let's take a moment to shout out AI. <laughs> What's it called? On. Arctic. Absolute. Intelligence. Intellect. Artificial. He's like, what? I don't know. Asymmetry. Name asymmetry innards. <laughs> Artificial innards. Artificial innards. So. He didn't correct us, so um, I think that's a new name. <laughs> You got to put your mouth closer to the mic, bud. Yeah, bud. Is this better? Yes. yes. <laughs> Good job. You what? got a joke? No. Say, you like Zozo? What's Zozo? Have you been fucking listening? It's my job. <laughs> it's my job. Yeah, and apparently you weren't. You're yeah. too busy messing with just knives. <laughs> yeah, it's um, Jacob making sounds. Anyways, back to us. mic off. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so internet lore. Oh, uh, let me start over. A YouTube search results, uh, or a YouTube search for Zozo Demon yields more than 80,000 results with videos ranging from emotional personal encounters to timeline histories to alleged full on possessions. Internet lore has one explanation for how it crept out of the shadows. Facts tell us something very different. The demon story is intertwined with Darren Evans. It, it, 
A man whose stringent beliefs Sorry. in the unseen and whose obsession with Led Zeppelin helped birth a modern urban legend that gains traction with each passing year. Urban? It's foothold coagulating into an accepted inescapable truth. Blood. Who is Zozo? The Zozo demon, sometimes stylized as Zozo, big Z, little O, big Z, little O, <laughs> or big Z, big O, big Z, big O, Zozo, Zozo, Zozo! Uh, is a mysterious trickster, trickster entity known for stalking people through Ouija boards. Mm. Also, do you say Ouija or Ouija? Ouija. Oh, I say Ouija. I mean, it sounds like whenever you're actually like saying it. Is it though? Because it's spelled with an A at the end. Yeah, but it said Ouija board. That's how I have always and only ever heard it. But here's the thing is that it sounds that way whenever you're like saying it in a conversation. Like you didn't notice whenever I was saying Ouija board. Or like when I was saying like Ouija board, it sounds the same. So that's why I'm curious. I'm going to go. I'm going to stand behind Team Ouija. That's fine. Team Ouija. Because uh, in my board. Luigi. Excuse you? Ouija board. Okay, please. Yeah, also, my Luigi that. board joke doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not. There's the real issue. <laughs> it needed to be yeah. Ouija. <laughs> so, uh, those who claim they've made contact with Zozo, who also goes by Zaza, Mama, Ozo, or Oz, Zo, Za, and Abacus. Huh? <laughs> I said he was in Lion King. What's that yeah. bird's name? I. I don't remember. I think it's Zaza. Uh, they say he often shows himself by guiding the planchette into figure eight formations mm -hmm. before frantically zooming back and forth between the Z and O. Yeah, if his your board ever starts freaking out like that, you, you goodbye go real right fast. Go right to goodbye. Mm -hmm. uh, his interactions start out friendly but grow malicious. He's known for cursing at and threatening contactees, sometimes personally. While he's often wrangled by a Ouija board, some believe that saying his name out loud can also summon Zozo from the depths of hell. Oh, good. Um, also, also, oh, yeah, fuck. like you said, with the friendly, yeah, <laughs> with the friendly, uh, Zozo also has the capability to like take on personas of things that you think he, you know, See, like family members. <clears throat> I thought that it meant like saying it out loud while you're doing the Ouija board. What do you mean? Would summon it like whenever you know whenever they're spelling it like when oh. you're like Z O Z O. Yeah, I it. mean, I feel like he can just he just appears. I mean, he's a fucking demon. Yeah, so and I don't think there are really that many rules to no. how they're summoned. Yeah, no, I feel like it's just you have the possibility of interacting with him anytime you yeah. interact with a Ouija board, and he will often start by making you think that yes, this is a friendly spirit. Yeah, and or possibly could prey on a you know person mm -hmm. who is not as mentally stable and or has had some sort of trauma and uh especially if it's someone who's died and they can yeah. take on that persona to make you feel comfortable mm -hmm. and then and interested to keep going yeah and then then yeah. it's bad he, it gets real bad real fast he's like huh tricked you yeah bitch. So it says, Zozo believers claim the demon has ancient or origins, either organs, organs uh, ancient organs, uh, either African or Sumerian, depending who you ask. While those claims can't be substantiated, maybe they're confusing Zozo for Pazuzu, a Mesopotamian wind demon who famously appeared in The Exorcist. 
A supernatural entity called Zozo was referenced in the 1818 French text Le Dictionnaire, Le Dictionnaire Infernal. Did you take yeah. French? No. All right, great. So as far as we know, Sounds I'm right. right. To me. <laughs> I support you. Um, the, the Demonological Encyclopedia, written by French author Jacques Augusta, Jacques Auguste Simon Colin de Plancy. That also sounds right. Uh, yeah. Uh, recounts the story of a young village girl who's claimed she'd been possessed by three demons named Mimi, Zozo, and Crapolet. <laughs> also, my Mimi's a demon? I think I got Crapolet is who possessed the studio. Crapolet, yeah. Um, That's why it smells like shit in here all the time. But according to the website, The Paranormal Scholar, accurately translating the text of that... Shows that the girl's story was faked. She rattled nonsense, he wrote, adding that the girl had been publicly beaten years before for faking possession and was eventually imprisoned Jesus. for her fibs. What if she was just right and everyone was just accusing her of being... Follow-up question. What if she just had mental health issues? Yeah. Uh, he goes on to describe what he believed yeah, to be genuine like... cases of demonic activity, ending the Zozo extract with the sentence, nonetheless, there are real cases of possession. Yikes. So his first known textual appearance was technically a non-appearance, but this hasn't stopped people from using that book as proof of Zozo's existence. A number of websites and videos still cite it as fact, bolstering the belief that Zozo predates the event that seemingly willed him into existence. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I thought I was going to burp. Uh, in 2009, all the time. in 2009, uh, that's when Darren Evans comes out. Uh, he recounts his experience with Zozo on a website called True Ghost Tales. He admits to an adolescent fascination with the occult, citing many Ouija board incidents throughout the years. But Zozo, was, he said, was different. The entity consistently showed itself to Evans too many times to count, pretended to be a kind spirit before shifting into threatening language, including curses in what looked like Latin or Hebrew. I was genuinely fascinated and startled by how many times he showed up, even in many different states and many different Ouija boards. He claimed that the demon also made threats against his toddler daughter, nearly drowning her in a bathtub and later infecting her with a mysterious illness. Absolutely the fuck not. Yeah, they said in another article, he said that like the demon appeared in the bathtub with her and she went temporarily blind and went limp. Jesus fucking Christ. Mm -hmm. And he says, we almost lost her. And that was when I began to suspect demonic attack. Yikes. Um, his That's post, terrifying. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
His post garnered a great deal of interest with other readers, um, alleging similar encounters. He set up a website. That website does stories. He has a film production company working with him. Um, they acquired the rights. They released the film I Am Zozo, and he's in it. So, huh. yeah. Um, Interesting. What is this film on? I have no idea. I'll find it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. So, in 2014, that's when they appeared on Ghost Adventures. They went to his old house. They ended up moving from that house. Maybe I'll have to go watch this episode tonight. Um, yeah, it says that they went back to his old house in Oklahoma, which he claimed to be plagued by Zozo. During interviews, he added new details to his original story, including the temporary blinding of his daughter, which he blamed on the demon. Oklahoma's haunted as fuck. That's where my stepdad has all of his stories from. Yeah. Does it say which episode, what season, and what episode? Damn. Okay. Um, in 2016, he co-authored a book, The Zozo Phenomenon, with Rosemary Ellen Gilly. Rosemary Gilly. Um, he once again added new details about his first encounter with Zozo, claiming that he came in contact with Zozo in 1982 after discovering a Ouija board in his then girlfriend's basement engraved on the back. Zozo. Oh. So that's the problem with this is that he does add new details every single time he talks about it publicly. So it's like that always puts. Are you misremembering or are you just bolstering Mm -hmm. your story? Yeah. That will always put doubt in people's minds. Yes. A hundred percent. Rightly so. So here is. Yeah. Yeah. um, When you said that thing about his daughter and he, you said he added it. I was mm -hmm. like, "Mm." Yeah. Uh, the part where one of the most legendary rock bands of all time factors in. And this is where what you know. their fourth album. Um, as a, I don't know why I know that. I don't know yeah, I don't what know the either. other ones. Because, like, I think. I don't take you as, like, their number one fan. I think my right? understanding was. I mean, I like Led Zeppelin yeah. quite a bit. Um, and I was, like, I really liked them when I was in high school. So, I think what I was told is that they really didn't, like, title their albums so it was like Led Zeppelin 1, Led Zeppelin 2, Led Zeppelin 3, and then, then there's Zozo. Zozo. Mm-hmm. But it looks more like Zofo when you look at the album cover. Yeah. So, um, as if the cracks in Evan's story weren't enough, the paranormal scholar uncovered another fascinating revolution, revelation. The Zozo font on the cover of Evan's The Zozo Phenomenon appeared to be lifted from the Zozo, Zozo. That's what it was. Mm. Zoso symbol, symbol, an ancient glyph representing Saturn that was widely used by Led Zeppelin frontman Jimmy Page. Though Page has never revealed what Zoso means to him personally, it's possible that his being a Capricorn, a sign ruled by Saturn, has something to do with it. Ayo, that's me. Evans also happened to be an on-the-record mega-fan of Led Zeppelin a band long been associated with Satanism and demonology, which like, like no, they were just really into Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Let's call it what it is here. They were the the biggest nerds in high school. Um, so you feel like what? I forgot. Oh, okay. Um, for a time, his Zozo website even linked directly to the official Zeppelin website and had a link to purchase Jimmy Page's autobiography. Yeah, I think he just loved them so much and wanted to be associated with them in such mm-hmm. a big way. Yeah. That like, cause I mean, I believe th- there's been actual like, yeah, I mean, other than him, um, 
you know, people being like, no, I've experienced this. And right. So, like, I believe that there is, it does hold some water. Yeah. Um, But with how it sounds like he's adding things mm-hmm. and then, like, his already known obsession with them, it's like, what's your game here, bud? Mm-hmm. I feel like so it's not truthful. It seems like he has tried to counter the claims like claims that he fabricated his story. He claims the root word Zo appearing in both Zozo and Zoso have some sort of magical power, which he believes explains its recurring nature. In a blog post from earlier this year, he posted more historical proof of Zozo's experience, once again citing Le Dictionnaire Infernal, whatever. Le Dictionnaire. Le Dictionnaire. Is that a French accent? No. Uh, um, come me. And a Nigerian paranormal website, Naira Land, where in 2005 a user named Machia- Machiavelli. Machiavelli. No, it's, it's just-, just Machiavelli. <laughs> M-A-K-A-V-E-L-I. That is, yeah. Uh-huh. Wrote of a friend's encounter with a demon called Zozo. Curiously, in the Nigerian language... What the fuck? My thing went... Oh, no. Haywire. Zozo! No. That's about that. Just fat thumbs. Um, okay. What you got to say, bud? You about to say something. You want to do the sponsors? Not yet. Oh, we We're have to wait until this Zozo. is over. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bye. You said in 32. 32 um, minutes and 21 seconds. Machiavelli wrote of a friend's encounter with a demon called Zozo. Curiously, in the Nigerian language, Hausa and Igbo, Zozo translates to come up. Ichabod Crane. He found mention of a de- of a demon named Zozo in a sixty six play by Jacques Audiberti, <laughs> and in an eighteen seventy six issue of the Catholic Review, where Saint Bernardino of Siena mentions a mass of Zozo, some sort of satanic ritual. Mm. There's little consistency between Evans' personal accounts and his source material that relates anyone's Zozo to the other. Furthermore, none of these ex- instances explain why, before Evans' 2009 True Ghost Tales post, Zozo Demon yielded next to zero results in Google search function. If Zozo encounters are such a shared experience, no one felt comfortable enough sharing their own run-ins until Evans came forward with his viral anecdote. Um... Mm. Even with the traceable and flimsy origins, Zozo lives on in the collectional in the collective subconscious, seemingly unstoppable, much like Slender Man. I'm Slendy. not gonna tell you guys about Slender Man. Love him. So that oh, while we got a lot of the history of Zozo, mm-hmm. um, it does seem like this guy fabricated it. Yeah, and there's um there's some stories that seem a little bit more real. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, ad break. This episode is brought to you by Shiner Seasonal. <laughs> Shiner Strawberry Blonde. I had higher hopes. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. This is a beer I typically like. Uh, this was the beer I was drinking when I was on the river and my little can dipped under the water and got me that nice intestinal yeah. infection in which I shit my pants for like six days straight. And then had my blood taken and it shot all over the room. That legendary, we've got a squirter story. Enjoy Um, Shiner Strawberry Blonde (laughs) if you want to shit your pants. A treat from Poteet. No, just don't drink it on the river. Don't Uh, drink anything on the river unless you can close it. Unless you can make sure that you're not actually going to 
get it under the water. Yeah. The strawberry blonde, it is still okay. It's just, uh, it tastes better in the summertime. A glowing review. <laughs> Shiner blonde. I have it's higher okay. hopes. <laughs> okay, we back? We've been back. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're back, baby. Um, my turn? Yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, so I actually went a little bit off on a tangent. Um, I was reading about some different things uh, with the Ouija boards. And um, one of them brought me into the exorcism of Roland Doe. Okay. So I actually didn't know a lot of this, which is surprising considering this is what inspired the exorcist. Mm-hmm. Great. So, um, <laughs> but it uh, it all stemmed from a Ouija board experience. Okay. So I was like, where the hell have I been? I don't know. So it's, I feel like kind of a little off topic, but also pretty on topic because it came from a Ouija board, right? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Um, so in the late 1940s, a priest of the Roman Catholic Church performed a series of exorcism on an anonymous boy documented under the pseudonym Roland Doe or Robbie Mannheim. That sounds like a real name, but I guess it's fake. Uh, the 14-year-old boy. Rolling shit. <laughs> Rolling shit. It's just, aw. Yeah, I've been watching that to sleep because it brings me oh, joy. Because it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel real safe. <laughs> Anyways, uh, just kidding. Born in 1935, was the alleged victim of a demonic possession, and the events were recorded by attending priest Raymond J. Bishop. Um, but yeah, this is what it... This and some other supernatural claims surrounding the events were used as elements in the novel The Exorcist in 1971. So I said, well, must read more. <laughs> um, but so in the in mid-1949, several newspaper articles printed reports of an alleged possession and exorcism. Um, goes on to say, according to the author Thomas B. Allen, a Jesuit? Uh-huh. Priest, Father Walter H. Halloran, was one of the last surviving eyewitnesses of the events and who participated in the exorcism. Um, There was apparently 48 people who witnessed this exorcism, nine of them Jesuits. That's how I say it? Jesuit. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, But yeah, so like 48 people just like popping their popcorn in their mouth. Jesuit. It's fun. Jesuit? I don't know. Jesuits? Not (laughs) Jesuits. You got something to add? What's a Jesuit? Okay. Yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> I'm just kidding, bud. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Anyways. Uh, I don't have an answer. I just I don't know, know how to pronounce it. Yeah. You want me Google it? Yeah, you sure. Google it. I'll okay. keep reading. Um, anyways, Thomas B. Or, sorry. Father Walter H. Halloran was one of the last surviving eyewitnesses um, from the exorcism itself. Alan wrote that a diary kept by attending priest, Father Raymond J. Bishop, detailed the exorcism performed on the identified Roland Doe, a.k.a. Robbie. Um, Whoa. Do you want me to tell you? Yes. A Jesuit is a member of the Roman Catholic Society of Jesus founded by St. Ignatius, Ignatius, Ignatius Loyola in 1534 and devoted to missionary and educational work. So, Jesuit. Just kind of like a, like a priest in training? Like 
No, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, so Roland was born into a German Lutheran family during the 1940s, and the family lived in Cottage City, Maryland. But then he moved to South Africa. According to Alan, Roland was an only child independent upon adults in his household for playmates, primarily his aunt Harriet. His aunt, who is a spiritualist, introduced Roland to the Ouija board when he expressed interest in it. And that's how it started. Mm-hmm. So, according to Thomas B. Allen, after Aunt Harriet's death, the family experienced strange noises, furniture moving on its own accord, and ordinary objects such as vases flying or levitating when the boy was nearby. So, he just was like a little conduit or something, you know? Right. Um, the family turned to their Lutheran pastor, Luther Miles Schultz, for help. Long interested in parapsychology, Schultz arranged for the boy to spend a night in his home in order to observe him. That seems Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, this father arranged for a boy to sleep in his home so he could observe him. Hmm. Maybe it's maybe it's innocent, but like it's got it sounds pretty bad. <laughs> it's got connotations, at uh, least now. Mm-hmm. At least now it does. Maybe then it didn't because yeah. it was either it was the unknown. Yeah, they didn't or, think of it. You know, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say it wasn't happening. Yeah, it just wasn't as widely people weren't aware of it. Yes. I mean, we uh, people just started being aware of it. Yeah, with spotlight. So mm. yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, they probably didn't. They definitely didn't. Yeah, no. Yeah, and maybe that's not what happened at all. Yeah, but I mean, it could just be your classic second grade slumber party with the whole class. <laughs> kindergarten for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it could just be your classic everyday kindergarten slumber party. I should. I feel like we need to reach out to that. <laughs> She's probably in jail. Please don't reach out to that teacher. <laughs> She's in jail for holding too many slumber parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I've never heard of anyone else doing that. Why did my parents let me go? And I wore my... I mean, were they friends with <laughs> her? Natalie. Were they like friends with her outside of no. her being your teacher? No. She was just my teacher. Wait, wait, what? Uh, this is a callback to an older episode. Maybe if you listen to us when we talk. Yeah. Uh, no, in when I was in That's kindergarten uh, in North Carolina, my kindergarten teacher, for some reason, had a sleepover at her house with my kindergarten class. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so we all went and stayed the night at this kindergarten teacher's house. I don't know. There were like a boy's room and a girl's room. Nothing in my mind happened bad i just remember like i came out in my like barbie little thing and they were like was it though well i changed (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i said this but i came because i had this i had this like life-size barbie you know Uh the same size as me and so i had matching outfits yeah of course and so i was wearing (laughs) that little nighty and everyone was like barbie and so i went and changed into the straight up lingerie (laughs) some negligee oh <laughs> That's why I'm a whore. Oh my god. Just kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have this 90 that like now I would wear and it would be sexual. As a kindergarten it wasn't. Maybe to this teacher it was. I don't know. Um but <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I wore it and then no one made fun of me. And then the next morning <laughs> I remembered. Yeah, they were afraid the next thing you were coming out in was nothing. Just naked. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
I mean, it was a tasteful. Oh, well, that's good. The nipples weren't cut out. (laughs) Yeah, I do have a bra that has the nipples cut out. And then I have Mm -hmm. one with just X's. Mm -hmm. You know, I've shown you. Loose in kindergarten? (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't get my boobs to the fifth grade. Thank you. (laughs) Bought the bra in sixth grade. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Anyways, that's how I stayed the night at my kindergarten teacher's house. So um, he sent him to a father, like a priest. St. Louis. I don't need to know about that. Um, sorry, I clicked the wrong. I clicked one of the many links. Today's yeah. Wikipedia's birthday. And I said, look, Rome's twins. Um, so what it was is this, their Lutheran pastor, Luther Miles Schultz. Um, he was interested in, wait, no, Long was. Um, no, it says long interest in parapsychology. Schultz arranged for the boy to spend a night in his home in okay. order to observe him. When parapsychologist J.B. Ryan learned that Schultz claimed he witnessed household objects and furniture seemingly moving by themselves, Ryan wondered if Schultz unconsciously exaggerated some of the facts. And then he advised the boys to see a Catholic priest. He mm-hmm. said, the Lutheran priests ain't shit. Go see the Catholic ones. Yeah, so what it says also is that like Jesuits are known for... Not so much their, like, missionary work, but their, like, work on doing things like that. Yeah. Like, and Jesuits are a type of Catholic, it seems, but it says that they are, um, the society is engaged in evangeliz- evangelization and apost- apostolic apostolic ministry in 112 nations. So, evangelization is really an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, according to the traditional story, the boy then underwent a number of exorcisms. Edward Hughes, a Roman Catholic priest, conducted an exorcism on Roland at Georgetown University Hospital, a Jesuit institution. Mm-hmm. During the exorcism, the boy allegedly, this was one of my favorite parts. This made me where I was like, oh, we talked about this. <laughs> During the exorcism, the boy allegedly slipped one of his hands out of the restraints, broke a bed spring from under the mattress, and used it as a weapon. Slashing the priest's arm and resulting the exorcism ritual to be halted. He was like, mm-hmm. which really you don't, as we learned, you don't want to stop your exorcisms. No, because then they don't get done right. Mm-hmm. The family then traveled to St. Louis, hence the button I clicked mm-hmm. on accident, uh, where Roland's cousin con- contacted. And the devil was like, meet me in St. Louis, baby. <laughs> The devil didn't go to Georgia. He went to St. Louis. <laughs> Where uh, Roland's cousin contacted one of the professors at St. Louis University, uh, Bishop, who in turn spoke to William S. Bodern, an associate associate of the college church. And together, both of the priests visited Roland in his relative's home where they allegedly observed a shaking bed. Exorcism. Mm-hmm. Flying objects, a boy speaking in a guttural voice and exhibiting an aversion to anything sacred. Um, Bowdern was, or Bowdern, I don't know, was granted permission from the archbishop to perform an exorcism. The exorcism took place at the Alexian Brothers Hospital in St. Louis, Missouri, which was later raised. I don't know what that means. Anyways, before the next exorcism ritual began, another priest, Walter Halloran, Halloran, I don't know, whatever the fuck it is, was called to the psychiatric wing of the hospital where he was asked to assist Bodern. There's a lot of names. William Van Roo. I don't, I can't keep up with it. A third Jesuit priest was also there to assist. Halloran stated that during the scene 
Words such as evil and hell, along with various marks, appeared on the teenager's body. Allegedly, during the litany of the saints portion of the exorcism ritual, the boy's mattress began to shake, and moreover, Roland broke Halloran's nose during the process. Halloran told a reporter that after the rite was over, the anonymous subject of the exorcism went on to lead a rather ordinary life. So that's boring. I'm just kidding. Hmm. Good for him that it worked. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, it's not like that one chick who just like years later, 20 years later, was like, psych, still possessed. I don't know what you're talking Uh, about. I'll have to go find her real name. I'm good. Um, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways, this exorcism case inspired the 1971 novel, The Exorcist by William Peter Blatty. Blatty. Which in turn was adapted into the 1973 horror film of the same title. The case also inspired the 2000 movie Possessed, which is said to be closer to the story in Alan's book. And a documentary was made of the case titled In the Grip of Evil. And another documentary film was made in 2010 titled The Haunted Boy, The Secret Diary of the Exorcist. Um, why have I not? I need to just I'm gonna go watch. Well, I've seen The Exorcist, but I need to go watch the rest of these. So I'm taking a little screenshot there for me. Um, we can, oh, I drew a red line. I'll cut that right now. I don't know how to use my phone. <laughs> Anyways, um, so not ex- necessarily about Ouija boards, but I thought that was fun yeah. to know that it what inspired The Exorcist actually stemmed from yeah. a Ouija board experience. Um, and so it didn't actually, I couldn't find anything about like why it was so heavily tied to it, but it just that like Aunt Harriet thing. Yeah. Um, but I still thought it was interesting. A little bit of a stretch, but um, no. have you ever played with the Ouija board? No. What do you think the answer is? Yeah, then? I don't know why I asked. Um, <laughs> I have multiple times. Well, we can no longer be in the same room together. Uh, <laughs> one time <laughs> when I was younger, I, I'm pretty sure we didn't close out of it correctly. Um, and there was this like younger girl who was haunting our my house when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. This is the same one who like, I saw in my doorway that one was time. Was this Dede? No, Dede was the boy with oh, the messed up face. That's right. That's right. This girl, we actually never named her, but she was the one Rude. who. Rude. Sexist. <laughs> uh, you don't get a name, girl. I feel like Dede just like resonated a name. I don't know. It was weird. But this girl, um, she's the one who I saw who was in my doorway the day before yeah. my like hanging bed fell out of the ceiling and I got caught in it. And then, uh, is also the one that my mom heard laughing mm-hmm. when we were a mile down the road and she was in the house alone. Yeah. And she thought it was me. <laughs> Jacob's like, nope, nope, nope. Um, so there was one time after. That's why I'm out here. <laughs> we possessed demon bitches in here. No. Um, just me. <laughs> I will fine. take all of them for us. Um, but the one time. Now, again, I don't know how much of this could have actually been fabricated in my mind. But um, one of my birthday parties when I was a kid, I was super into, I had spell books galore. And so I made all my friends play Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board. Mm-hmm. And then also we played the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. I was like in the fourth grade. <laughs> And light as a feather, stiff as a board, and then we play with the Ouija board. Yeah. Great. Exactly. That's, I wish we would have said that. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) 
God, stupid fucking fourth grade to Caitlin. Why didn't you come up with that? Idiot. But uh, afterwards, I do remember her making an appearance. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, we played with it. And I don't know if we properly closed out of it or not. I don't remember. I just remember seeing an actual apparition afterwards. Um, and so that's pretty fun, I guess. Um, and then recently in my old house, um, when my work had a Halloween party, my boss was like, Ouija boards are dumb. And so we played and I don't think we actually said goodbye. And that's when like the mimicking voice Mm -hmm. started happening in my house. And when I started hearing all those things, like, because there was like, it wasn't just me either. Like I wasn't the only one who heard this mimicking. Mm -mm. And so like, it was after that, that all of these presences like started becoming like making themselves known. So glad I didn't come over in the Halloween. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I, I do think a lot I think we actually did open something and yeah. not properly close it in that house. So sorry to the people who bought it. <laughs> you getting haunted. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah. So those are some of my Ouija board experiences. Never had anything too crazy happen. Um, I'm as much as I like loved, like obviously I'm a giant believer in the paranormal. Yeah. Um, I, it, Especially recently when I played the Ouija board with people, I am so hesitant hesitant to believe that it's actually happening. Yeah. You know, I just, I'm like, maybe it's just my deep distrust with like most people. Yeah. I'm like, you're a fucking liar. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This isn't actually happening. Um, I know myself, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Although most people always blame me. They're like, Caitlin, you're pushing this. And I'm like, I'm not doing shit. Y'all, it's one of you motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> well, I think the only way to really tell would be like a real experiment of like hooking yourself up to machines, hooking everyone up to machines. And seeing. Seeing which muscles, whose muscles are moving. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or activated. And that's you know? more work than I ever care to do. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so that's Ouija boards. Pretty fun. Don't absolutely, like, I, again... Just leave them alone. Yeah. I don't think that the Ouija board, Ouija boards themselves are bad because no, they're like Hasbro had a big hand in them. Yeah. Other, you know, things like Mattel, Parker Brothers, please. It is just a game board. Yeah. It's you can make a Ouija board out of anything. Like you can draw that shit on paper and you can still do it. It's Mm -hmm. just a matter of your intent and it's a matter of like just how you're, I mean, yeah, it's, it's strictly a matter of intent. Yeah. Um, and if you're not being respectful and you don't actually believe in it, then yeah, you're going to fuck someone's life up. Like yeah. just if you, if you don't believe in it, fucking stay away from it. If you believe in it, fucking stay away from it. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, just, I mean, they're fine in and of themselves. It's when you go to use them and you do not use them properly and you do not respect the other realms that you start running into issues. Right. So planchettes are not evil. Ouija boards, <laughs> not evil. Uh, Despite what some people think when they see the planchettes that I make. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just, let's get that right out the door. Yeah. It's fucking ignorant. Like, okay, they are not bad. Seeing a Ouija board does not mean you're cursed. Seeing a planchette does not mean you're cursed. Like, I don't know. So just be smart. If you're going to use them, make sure you say goodbye of all things. Mm -hmm. That is the main one that I'm like, get behind. Do not ask how you died. Mm-hmm. 
uh, because yeah, I mean, again, that's rude. It's like, <laughs> why did you gain weight? Like, I mean, I think it's different. <laughs> I think the difference is like, how did I you think, get born? I would think the reason that you don't ask is for the fear of a spirit that does not know that they are dead. Yes. And then, yeah, then it gets real grumpy. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I'm not dead. Whereas, like, bro, I know when I've gained weight. Bitch, I'm a ghost. <laughs> so, uh,. We want to thank our patrons. We have some of those. We do. We have Brian and Amanda. That's right. We also have Brandon. And we have Jeffrey. And Shelby. So thank you guys for your support. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your support. If you want to support us and help us out, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash what's your excuse podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You can also reach out to us on a bunch of social media outlets mm-hmm. uh one of those being instagram yeah and that is well it's actually facebook that we say first i don't <laughs> think it is right no oh, it's instagram it's instagram mm-hmm. i'm thinking of email no oh, you can email <laughs> us <laughs> and so that's your excuse podcast at gmail.com or you can one giant word. uh de- like dm us on instagram dm us oh We've gotten some new followers on Instagram yeah. recently. Yeah, I posted some stories. Yeah, that's um, good. <laughs> not post. <laughs> we still, I still actively check the Instagram. So yeah, please do reach out to us. Um, you can find us Sarah. What's your excuse podcast? And that's all one word, no spaces, no apostrophes, none of that shit. Or you can reach out to us on Facebook. Which I honestly don't check as much. But I do. Great. I get I all of those messages and everything. It's all on my phone. I get the notifications of, you got more likes. Yeah. And it says, good job. And I said, yay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's What's Your Excuse podcast. And that is with spaces and apostrophes because they're. We're not animals. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I started yawning. Because they were not animals. We're sleepy animals. <laughs> um, we are in the Rogue Media Network studios. Soon Lovely. to be the new studio. Cannot wait. Yep. It's going to be so fun. You can listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Yes. Also, Spoofy, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, and Pandora. That's right. And we don't say Squeechy Squatch. Right. Or whatever it was. Right. Something That's like just that, the right? hosting site. <laughs> Squeechy Squatch. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and tell yeah. all of your friends. Five stars only. Um, if you're in the UK, you know, maybe just yeah, Please we can tell your friends. We can figure out the like Logistics currency exchange. of a tour. <laughs> oh yeah. Also donate to our Patreon. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. But then yeah, I will tour in Europe. Yeah. So so uh, reach out to us and rate, and review, and subscribe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rate, review, subscribe, five stars only. But also, I feel like we'll kind of make it if we get a bad star. So I'm like, do you think I need so? Someone, I just need maybe I just need someone to talk shit to me. <laughs> maybe Jesus that's just Christ. what I'm into now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's all, folks. Bye. So that's it. Goodbye. <laughs>
Go see the Catholic ones. Well, we can no longer be in the same room together. They always say, if you save a penny, you'll be rich. <laughs> Have you been fucking listening? Bye-bye. Yeah, that, 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 that's all, folks. All right. I'm piggy. <laughs> Great. Bye. Hi, I'm Becca. And I'm Josie. And, and we're, we're your, your judges. judges. And this is by the cover. No, wait. Do you want us to? Oh, shit. Okay, we'll try it again. Okay. Hi, I'm Becca. And I'm Josie. And, and we're, we're your, your judges. judges on By the Cover, a new podcast. Yeah, we're a talk show. God, we're a Josie. Com- yeah, we're a comedy talk show centered around Amazon book review culture. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are. All the We're places. There. You can't hide from us. Anyway, listen to our show. We're going to be funny. We're going to be talking about books, and it's going to be great. Yay! Promo over. Looking for a job? Check out ResWrite. ResWrite offers resumes, cover letters, and LinkedIn profiles for individuals searching for new opportunities. Resumes start at just $30. Check out ResWrite.com for more info and use my code ResWriteRMN10 for 10% off all services. Again, that is ResWriteRMN10, which is R-E-S-R-I-T-E-R-M as in mom, N as in nachos, 10 for 10% off all services. But not just was a good thing. <laughs> Hi, my name is Gary. I spend a lot of time on Rogue Media. I love podcasting. Podcast makes me so happy. When I'm not doing anything else, I'm listening to Bluesville, Keep Waco Loud, and a lot of other things. I love the Rogue Media. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.